Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to Doug Brown, Canadian Football Hall of Famer, Blue Bomber analyst here on CJOB, about training camp coming up, as well as the end of CFL-XFL talks. He says good riddance on the podcast. All right, we're going to be hearing a lot more from this man as we go through the next few months because the Blue Bombers are coming back Saturday training camp opens here in Winnipeg, and the man on the line is Doug Brown, Canadian Football Hall of Famer and CGOB color analyst. Doug, you excited for football to come back real soon? Yeah, yeah, long overdue. Pretty, pretty thrilled that uh, the resumption of the CFL will return in earnest. So, going to be pretty exciting to uh, see the long overdue uh, Grey Cup champions have an opportunity to defend their title against the rest of CFL. Be very different from what they're imagining after winning that in 2019, but uh, still a good, strong uh, resemblance to that uh, championship core group that they had. Now, I know training camp isn't the most fun time of year, uh, especially <laughs> for, vet- for veterans. If you had been off for as long as the players have been off, how would you be viewing this training camp as a veteran player? Pretty critical, but you also you, you want it to be pretty gradual as well, right? So, uh, the longer you're away from football-specific activities, uh, the more of a, a gradual warm-up I think you need to get into it to uh, avoid those costly injuries. So uh, you can we've we've mentioned uh, uh, quite repeatedly that you know you can do all the the training you want, sports-specific training that you that you can do, but until you're actually playing and competing in those drills, it's uh, it's always a shock to your system a little bit, and if it's been you know, this kind of layaway like uh, everyone's seen in the CFL. It's going to take some time for guys to get back in and, and make sure that they don't have any uh, uh, injuries popping up that will slow their return. So they're going to be real cautious with the guys, I would think. And, and you're also going to see a big uh, probably disparity between the guys that really took care of themselves in terms of their conditioning in the offseason and guys that uh, was like, oh, wow, this is really happening and uh, got back in. That's going to be rather evident, I would suspect, as the season begins. Well, we've seen some retirements across the CFL. I imagine we'll we'll see some more as we go through the next month or so. Whether or not that affects the Blue Bombers, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I would also assume injuries will, will happen as well. So how do you think the Bombers, as they are constructed, stack up right now against the rest of the CFL? No, I, I really like them. I think they have a fantastic shot to uh, defend and, and repeat, you know, what, what they accomplished in 2019. So uh, their quarterback hasn't lost a game. they got a great offensive line. We obviously know their running game is, is very good. They're working on improving that uh, receiving core. And, you know, the defense, they have some, some of the real uh, star performers are returning as well. So shorter season, 14 games, no preseason games veteran team that's what you want to have right so these guys uh, uh their experience in big games or knowing how to handle themselves as professionals that's going to pay dividends i think uh having a more mature football team so i really like their chances uh, i think the schedule is fantastic uh, especially starting off with Ham- hamilton save for the admission obviously of the ottawa game that was like the number one game i wanted to see this year just because of paul Police and uh mr nichols going over there so i really wanted to see that game devastated it's not on the schedule but they're starting off well and uh i think just a lot of people 
I think you're going to see a new appreciation for the Canadian Football League, to tell you the truth this year, because you know what they say, you don't know what you have until it's gone, and uh, a lot of people really missed uh, Canadian football. Well, and on that topic, Doug, the news today that the XFL and CFL have, I guess, stopped talking, and they're they're not going to pursue any formal arrangement at this time. That is the direct verbiage from the league. Thank God. What, okay, so say your piece. What what bothered you about the fact they were talking to begin with? Well, just that, you know, the, the, I, I didn't understand what credibility the XFL brought to the table. You know, they haven't, there is a new ownership group and all anyone could say with any assurance was money. They have money, right? And we don't know if they have uh, credibility, if, if they're not, if they're viable or not. And the most disappointing thing to me over this entire expanse of time was one thing that certainly got identified in these uh, discussions with the XFL were all these problems that the CFL has that apparently a lot of us didn't even recognize to, to what degree and the magnitude, but imagine what the CFL could have been doing working on their own problems instead of exploring a collaboration with a league that has never been viable and has never existed. That's my only uh, premise that, that frustrates me, I think, right now, is what could the CFL have gotten done if they had not been investigating and exploring this uh, association with a league that hasn't really accomplished anything and is moving on to their third or second ownership uh, group and uh, third go around. It's just, to me, I mean, it was uh, an exercise in futility really. And I I don't understand why they uh, explored it in the first place. It It was just, it was so, you know, leveraged, and uh, I don't know. I, it was just very frustrating to watch it happen, but thank goodness we put an end to that today. But what did it cost the CFL in terms of getting their own house in order? I guess that's the question, right? Because I, I think the obvious answer at the top of the list of why would be money. They're trying to find ways to, to make up the yeah. gap that they're going to be facing. But, yeah. you know, the, the, I guess it's just whoever owns the CF or the XFL, they're looking at this capital group and thinking, okay, they, they might have a bunch of money that we, we could tap into if we need to. And this was in February, and there's so much uncertainty. I'm not defending the CFL. I'm just trying to, I guess, paint the picture of what it was like then. And there was so much anxiety too, Doug, because people didn't know if Canadian football was going to come back this summer. So all we had to, to, all we had to look at was XFL. What do you mean XFL? This is all, and, and then the CFL was, wasn't really all that transparent about what was going on. So it was a little bit of just, I guess, a frustrating time in the dark for Canadian football fans. Yeah, and what will be interesting, hopefully there's some intrepid reporters out there that find out why exactly it didn't come to fruition. I mean, I'm glad everyone came to their senses and they walked away from that table. Talk about knowing when to fold them and when to run when you're playing poker against the XFL. But, I mean, uh, I would love to get intel on what exactly, uh, you know, did both sides or, or one side find very disagreeable? Uh, I think that would be very obvious for us looking on the outside, looking in, but it would be interesting to get facts on, on what, uh, what bridge they could not cross in terms of any uh, collaboration they were trying to uh, achieve. So when we talk about the, the, problems i guess that the cfl faces obviously a pandemic and the financial ramifications from that are at the top of the list but 
it's not like the CFL had no flaws before the pandemic, right? So yeah, when you when you look at the league and what we've kind of learned about it in the time since football was played, what issues do you think stand up at the top of the list of, of solutions that need to be found? Well, you know, I think this is a reboot, though. I think uh, I think we should see how this season plays out and see if some of those issues have been addressed. Like I said, I think this is a great uh, reawakening of uh, excitement and passion for, for Canadian football. So I really think there's an opportunity here to revitalize this game. I really think that people, like I say, missing, not realizing uh, – the level of entertainment and, and expectation that they got used to having that taken away from them. I really think, uh, I think you're going to see an unbelievable response uh, from Canadian football fans this year in terms of, you know, numbers that are allowed and, and ratings and viewership, so on and so forth. So I think, uh, you know, these are questions that should be probably addressed after we see what this revamped and rebooted season, uh, uh, leads to because I think it's going to be really, really successful this CFL because uh, I think people are pretty excited about the return of it right now. Well, absolutely. The question is just uh, what happens. You know that that's we've seen it in Winnipeg, right? Just with the Jets, the Jets come back and there's the honeymoon period, and then all of a sudden, the the home games don't quite feel the same after a certain amount of time. But I, you know, it's a few years down the road, what is what is the CFL going to do? Because the status quo, I think, is is not probably going to work but i i too am looking forward to the day in less than a month doug august 5th that we can be at ig field doing the broadcast i'm not exactly sure where i'll be in the stadium but i'll be there (laughs) and having as many fans as we can i i I mean it's going to be kind of emotional because nobody's been in a large group of people like that in a very long time and they'll they'll be able to at least kind of celebrate the fact that their team won the great cup in 2019 yeah, the long overdue, and uh, you combine that with the return to levels of normalcy, and it'll be uh, just a very special, spectacular night, a, a rematch of that Grey Cup game. Just a lot of things that people are looking forward to, and, and that's, you know, a large part of Canadian football is all about that atmosphere and that environment. So you got to hope that you get that large push of, of people that are double vaccinated and allowed to go, and you can get some significant numbers, and get the loudest fans in the CFL getting after it again in support of their football team. It's pretty exciting times. It's, it could be, you know, that, that, uh, that cue that things are, are getting back to normal and that the storm has been weathered. So, uh, cause that, like you said, is a huge public event and, uh, the atmosphere there is, uh, it's pretty incredible. So everybody's looking forward to it. Very exciting times that it's almost, uh, less than a month away. It's going to fly by, uh, before I let you go, I asked, Bob about this too, just personnel wise for the Bombers talks a lot about why we think they're going to be good. What question marks do you have about their personnel heading into training camp this weekend? Uh, well, obviously the secondary, but secondary turns over a lot every year. So they, they lost some key performers in the, in the back end. And it'll be interesting to see how they address that. Obviously with, uh, um, a good group up front, like they have, you can cover up a lot of, uh, uh supposed deficiencies you might have in your back end, but, I'd be real interested, you know, to see what's going on in the secondary and how that group is going to respond because uh, I really think the key core performers at each position group outside of uh, the defensive back group in the secondary, uh, I think they have returned. So that's really uh, my only concern and and what I'll be very interested in and paying close attention to. 
and the backup quarterback, of course, because mm, yeah. we're, that's also that's also a largely unproven uh, uh, commodity right there as well. Are you going to be rusty in the broadcast booth? How are you going to get ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, I don't know what kind of training or, or warm ups I can do. I certainly won't pull a muscle. I'll tell you that. But it's just going to be. Uh, you know, it's going to be excited to uh, to pair up with with Bob again and uh, just share, you know, what we're seeing out there and uh, hopefully enjoy uh, a season uh, worthy of a championship. Right, a, a quest to defend a, a Great Cup title is something that a Winnipeg Blue Bomber football team hasn't done in a very long time around here. So, it's great to be uh, able to you know speak on behalf or about. Uh, a football team that is a, de- a defending champion, you know, and, and you can talk about how they were the best the last time they played. That's going to be a pretty unique premise for us and circumstance. So that's pretty exciting as well. Absolutely, Doug. We'll look forward to it again less than a month away, and training camp starts on Saturday. Doug Brown, appreciate your time as always, and uh, we'll catch up with you real soon. All right, my friend. Thanks for having me on. We'll see you soon. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places, I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect.